Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. And if you want to hear more than just this highlight from the show, become a Coast Insider and you can listen to the complete program, plus recent episodes about out-of-body experiences, the scientific search for extraterrestrial life, and biblical prophecies, which may have foretold our current state of global turmoil. So head on over to coasttocoastam.com and sign up for Coast Insider to catch up on what you may have missed from coast to coast. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. Jerome Corsi with us as we talk about his situation with the special counsel investigating the apparent or alleged Russian collusion with the 2016 election, which has blossomed out into some other issues, which, of course, you're all familiar with. The most recent, the president's personal attorney getting three years for his situation and uh, all kinds of things. Jerry, so if, if, if I understand this, they came after you because as an investigative reporter, you speculated that these emails between Hillary Clinton and John Podesta would probably be released at a later date by WikiLeaks, and they concluded then that you knew something, or, or what happened? That's right. The special counselor believed that my knowledge in July and August 2016, that Julian Assange and WikiLeaks had... Podesta's emails they were going to drop in October in a serial fashion, and I even seemed to know what was in these emails. It could only have come by my having a contact with Julian Assange directly or indirectly through an intermediary. And the the working hypothesis, the predetermined conclusion the special counselor had, was that I could connect Roger Stone to Julian Assange, and that would connect through Roger Stone and Steve Bannon back to Donald Trump, and that would be their collusion link. And it fell apart. The special counselor blew up this entire, you know, I was in there interviewing voluntarily with the special counselor. I turned over all my computers, all my emails. I handed over my life to the special counselor voluntarily. I had nothing to hide. And when I could not give them, because I've never, I did, never met Julian Assange, I've never communicated with him, I don't know him, I don't have anybody that connected with him. I figured this out myself. The special counselor just couldn't accept that. And they ridiculed me. They argued. They were angry. They acted up. They walked out of the meeting. They threatened from the first day to throw me in prison for the rest of my life. Jeez. It was a horror show. Oh, my God. So if, if I get emails from somebody within government... Right. ...about Roswell and that there was a UFO crash back in 1947... Right. And, I, and I put it on coast to coast and sent it to Julian Assange so he could splatter it all over WikiLeaks. Right. Now, am I breaking the law? No, it, and that's the irony, that nothing I would have done. Uh, actually, George, I wrote my doctoral dissertation at Harvard in 1972 on the Pentagon Papers case, which was U.S., New York Times v. U.S., 1971 case. And as a journalist, I could have, I could have talked with Julian Assange. I could have met with him. Julian Assange, as a journalist, provided he's determined to be a journalist, could have possession of stolen, even classified stolen material, which he could publish as long as he didn't steal them. And I could communicate with him. I could go get the material. None of that would be a crime. Uh, What they wanted to do is connect me to Roger Stone uh, so that they could argue that Roger Stone was coordinating when these emails would be released, this was all part. Without this link that I that they 
the special counselor believed I would provide, they don't have any proof of Russian collusion. So I, I still don't see where a law's been broken. You know, if, 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 if Vladimir Putin wanted to call up the New York Times and said, you're not going to believe what I got on this guy, and sent it to him, is that collusion? I, no. I, just, I just don't understand this thing. The special counselor came in and said to me at the very beginning, you committed no crimes. The only crime you'll commit is if you don't tell us what we consider to be the truth. And what truth, they consider to be the yeah, truth. Well, see, the law is written that I willfully and knowingly gave them information I knew to be false with an intent to deceive them. Now, I came in and I gave them, here's my laptops. You would have been better off pleading the fifth. Well, George, that was an argument that was made. My attorney said, maybe we should do this. And I said, no, I have nothing to hide. I'm going to go in and be the good citizen, and I'm going to try to help these guys. I'm going to work with them. Uh, and what turned out when I couldn't give them what they, in their predetermined minds, wanted, that, you know, that part of the problem here is this is not an investigation that is searching the facts and coming to a conclusion. They've got a conclusion. And, and I'm completely convinced the special counselor intends and wants to in, impeach Donald Trump. That's the whole point of this. So they're looking for facts that fit into their... Well, theory. you know, and Jerry, you, you, you know me. If, if there are facts there that truly merit impeachment, uh, then this country needs to find out what the heck is going on. At the same time, he calls it a witch hunt, and I want to make sure that, you know, that this is a legitimate investigation. Um, you know, did he do stupid things? Absolutely. If he was truly involved in this Stormy Daniels junk and they paid her over $100,000 to keep quiet, I mean, that, that's got to be one of the dumbest things anybody can ever do. But they got to live with that. I don't think that's illegal. Uh, but this, this whole thing is the worst for this country I have ever seen. Well, George, if we start criminalizing politics, the normal activity of politics, and if the hard left believes this is the path to go down to impeach Donald Trump is a very, very dangerous path. It's what one of the issues that brought the Roman Republic to an end, criminalizing politics. And uh, the Democrats had better realize that this has a tendency to boomerang. And uh, I don't think the Democrats want Hillary Clinton or the Clinton Foundation or Strozik and Page or other deep state actors I've identified examined by the same standard. Now, if Donald Trump survives this and gets control of the Justice Department, it'll boomerang. I don't think it's wise for us as a nation to get so intensely polarized that we begin to criminalize our politics. We can disagree, and we should disagree. It's what our founding fathers intended with the First Amendment. But we shouldn't be seeking to put our political opponents in jail. That's the wrong path to go down as a nation. Unless they've truly broken a law. Yes, unless they've truly broken a law. Of course, no one is above the law. Not me, not anybody. And, you know, I've tried to live my life 72 years. I don't have any, I haven't committed a single crime or misdemeanor. You know, I don't have as much as a parking ticket on my record. I mean, if they, if they asked me, what did Dr. Corsi say on your show back in 2005? I have no idea. Right, George. I can't remember. I can't remember that. I just sent Tom an email about something he brought to to my attention last week, and he said, "Oh, I forgot I sent you that email." I mean, and that was last week. 
Well, so, see, George, the special prosecutor's got all the power and money in the world. They sit there with an eight-inch binder with my name on it. I'm asking Mr. Zelensky, Aaron Zelensky, one of the prosecutors, is that book about me? He says, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to let you see it. I'm not going to tell you any more binders I have. And then they ask you a question about 2016 that, you know, you answer to the best of your current memory. And then they go in the binder and they pull out an email from 2016 that you don't remember at all. Which is very possible. <laughs> Easy. My gosh. I was doing a con- I was, George, from the first day on, I was amending my testimony because I had not seen my 2016 email. What did, the what, did they wa- what did they want you to agree to? They wanted me to give them a name of a source that connected me to Julian Assange that told me Julian Assange had, in July and August, 2016, told me Julian Assange had possessed his emails. If they, I had that name, I'd have been their greatest hero. They were, would have applauded me and, you know, you know, thrown laurels at me. I would have been great for them, but so, I can't do that. So they, want, so they wanted to, you can't or you won't? No, I can't. I, okay. I don't know Julian Assange. I've never met Julian Assange. I've never communicated with Julian Have Assange. they subpoenaed him, or I no. can't, they, they can't get to him? Well, that's the ridiculous thing here, George. I kept asking them. You know, Julian Assange says the Russians did not give him the emails from the Democratic National Committee. Why not just subpoena Julian Assange, give him immunity under New York Times v. U.S., the Pentagon Papers case, consider him a journalist that he's in receipt of stolen material that he's published, which is what the New York Times did with the Pentagon Papers that Daniel Ellsberg stole from the Rand Corporation, who we all believe now is a hero. Who we believe is a hero. You know, but because the left is not, the hard left is not like the fact that Julian Assange dropped these emails from Podesta, the Democratic National Committee on Hillary's campaign, and they want to blame Russia. Well, uh, and, and what do they want, Jerry? Because, I mean, they've, they've nailed Paul Manafort, big deal. They, they've got Michael Flynn, the former National Security Advisor, big deal. Um, his personal attorney squeals they get him for three years big deal isn't there end game to try to get donald trump out yeah. of the out of out of the office the end game and what they're doing is a politically motivated investigation they want to impeach donald trump i mean do they all everybody associated with the investigation do they all hate president trump that much well in the middle of the investigation you know uh Jeannie Ree, who's one of the key prosecutors, a lawyer for Hillary Clinton's foundation and the emails, and Aaron Zelensky, they attacked my writings oh, for politically. Aaron Zelensky says, Dr. Corsi, you don't know the difference between truth and fault. You take a fact here, a fact there, and you weave it in a lie, and you get millions of people to believe it. Well, he doesn't, you know, he's calling me the, with the, you know, the Wikipedia people, the hard left, my critics, who say, you know, you're a conspiracy theorist. And, no, I've, my books, I've written 20 books, George, since 2004. Uh, I, I, many of them have been on our show. Many of them. And seven of them were New York Times bestsellers. Two were number one. I mean, I defy Aaron Zelinsky and Jeannie Reed to find any other nonfiction author who's had this kind of success. My books are heavily footnoted, and they've been extremely successful. I mean, my lawyer said, look in your rearview mirror. There's a lot of Democratic corpses in your wake. So that's what they're after. They hate you. So you're suing they did. You're suing for three hundred some million dollars. Three hundred and fifty million dollars. You got a good shot at this? Well in fact I'm suing them for 
uh, illegally uh, putting me in electronic surveillance. I believe I've been under electronic surveillance since 2004 when I co-authored with John O'Neill on Fit for Command against John Kerry. We have evidence, email evidence, that uh, my attorney Larry Clayman got through FOIA requests that the special counselor's public relations officer has been meeting with journalists in a restaurant across the street from Trump International Hotel in Washington and leaking grand jury information. I think it's a criminal operation, and the judge in the case, the U.S. District Judge, just set a hearing in the $350 million suit for January 3rd, which indicates he takes the case seriously enough that it wasn't dismissed, it's going to a hearing. And I'll be at that hearing. That'll be in Washington, D.C. It's a very serious lawsuit, and I filed a criminal complaint against the Mueller Special Special Counselor Operation with I filed it with Acting Attorney General Whitaker. I filed it with Inspector General of the Department of Justice Horowitz, the Department of Justice Office of Professional Responsibility. And we're going to pursue that criminal complaint, and it's not going to be ignored easily because I'm going to be very vocal about it. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.